Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Stand with me. We're going to read our Bibles in John chapter 11. We're going to get right through this this morning. Next week, uh, we're, we're going to have uh, Pastor Nick with us from our Milpitas camp. He's going to preach to you and encourage you. And looking forward to that. That's, that's my buddy right there. Okay, so let's, John chapter 11 says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and Sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the, na- the, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Verse 4, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glo- God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God. And Lord, we just know that there's something that you want to do in this hour, God, that needs to happen. There's things, there's a word here that needs to be heard this morning, God. Lord, we focus not on our situation right now, but on your word, God, for this time. And Lord, we just pray your presence, Holy Spirit, move even now and do what you do best. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Go ahead and take your seats. And this morning I want to talk to you about expectation and our lives, if you think about it, are, are shaped by um, expectations. We, we all know that it's, it's important to, to live life with faith and expectancy. We should expect, as believers, we should expect things to go well in life. We should expect to be blessed. We should expect the goodness of God in our life. We should expect to prosper. We should expect to succeed. We should expect to be loved by God. We should expect for our families to to be healthy. We should expect every, every good thing to happen in life because we're children of God. And it's so important that we go through life and, and we, we every single day, and instead of expecting things to not work out, instead of expecting for trouble and expect for, you know, just the same old, same old in life, we should expect good things to happen because who we belong to. But what about what, what happens in life when you're expecting something and what you expected doesn't happen? You know, We've got people that, that go to college expecting to come out and do something great, and they work in places that they didn't expect to be working. Expected to, to get married and to stay married and to, to live happily ever after, but the marriage is the end. Expecting to have certain relationships, certain friends, only to have them walk away, and you didn't see it coming. Expect to when you buy a house, not to lose it. Expect to, when you have a great job, to keep it. And life doesn't always work out the way that we expect it to happen. We expect to be healthy, but then we get sick. We expect for good things to happen in our lives, but then things don't happen the way that we thought it was going to happen. Sometimes we don't expect to be in debt, but then we become in debt. Don't expect to be bound by certain addictions in life. 
but find yourself addicted. Our lives are shaped by expectations, but sometimes the things that we expect to happen don't happen. Our, dis- our, our expectations are, are disappointed. Somebody said, Alexander Pope said, Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. Well, what a sad life that man must have lived. To never be disappointed in life because he never expected anything to happen. But I want you to understand this. There's a lot of people living in the in-between. In between what they expected to happen and what didn't happen. There's a lot of people that, that expected life to go a certain way. And it, it just hasn't actually gone the way that they perceived it to happen. And John chapter 11 is a story about failed expectations. Most of you know the story. So we're just going to kind of paraphrase through the story. But the Bible talks about Mary and Martha. Two sisters in who they have a brother named Lazarus. And you all know that Lazarus gets sick. And one day uh, he, he is so sick that it's, it's just a, it's a desperate situation. So they send word to Jesus who is out of town. And they, they, they send a messenger to, to let G, Jesus know about what's happening with their brother. And you can imagine they're, they're these two sisters with their brother being in, in a desperate situation. And how they must have felt. And how they told their brother, hey, just hang on, brother. Just, just hang on just a little bit longer because once Jesus gets here, everything's going to get better. Once Jesus shows up, and he will show up, everything's going to change. And the Bible says that the, they sent word to Jesus. And Jesus responds in verse 4. He says, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, let's fast forward through the story because we all know that Lazarus dies. And if you didn't know that, I'm sorry, Lazarus doesn't make it, okay? He's going to die. Just, you know, we're going to skip through some stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't make it. It's, it's, it's kind of disappointing, but Lazarus dies. But what's interesting to me is that there's there's Bible scholars think that it took one day for the message to get to Jesus and a a day for the message that Jesus sent back to the sisters uh, to get back to them. So it's possible. It's quite possible that that when the messenger leaves to go and tell Jesus what's happening, that that Lazarus had already died the same day that that the uh, the messenger left. That means that when Jesus heard the word and he releases a prophetic word back to them, what he was going to do, chances are that Lazarus was already dead. Can you imagine the disappointment that you get a prophetic word, but your brother is already, he's just died. Jesus is saying the sickness will not end in death. And the, ma- the messenger comes back, you know, hopping, jumping and skipping and happy. I got a good word for you. And then your, this sickness will not end in death. And your brother just just died. This is not a good situation. In fact, if, if you, you think about it, the sisters must have been extremely disappointed. And, and verse 5 says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, that's very interesting right there. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick because he loved them, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. He didn't stay two more days because he was busy. 
He didn't stay two more days because he, he could not get back. The Bible says because he loved them. And when he heard that they were, he was sick, he stayed two more days. Now, this is, a, this is an interesting situation. I mean, talk about failed expectations. Talk about being disappointed in Jesus. And I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life that I've been dis- disappointed by God. I don't know if you, some of you church folks, you know, everything always goes well in your life. And, you know, we want to read your Bible where everything good happens and nothing ever bad happens. But, you know, there's some of us here that seem to go through some crap in life. Some of us go through nothing. And there's other of us here that that sometimes we we go, we're real people. We go through real problems. We, We got some drama every once in a while. We got some issues to deal with. And this is the situation with Martha and their sister. They expected one thing to happen. And then another thing happened, just like so many of us. They got a prophetic word. They they believed that it was going to happen. But something else happens. I want you to notice two things. Did Jesus lie to the sisters? Because when I would read this before, I'm like, Lord, he says that this sickness is not going to end in death. But the brother goes. And we know that he wasn't asleep. Jesus said he's sleeping. But we know that, that you know, you don't bury somebody that's asleep, right? And that's going to happen later on, too, just to let you know. He's, he's going to get buried, you know. So if you, you didn't know that, you know, he gets buried, too. But notice this. Two things I want you to know. Jesus never said that Lazarus would not die. That's important. Jesus never says, hang on, Martha, hang on, Mary. Your brother's going to die, but it's going to be okay. Jesus never says that Lazarus is not going to go. He says that this sickness will not end in death. He's talking about this not being the end of Lazarus. This was not the end of the story. This was not how the situation would end. He would die temporarily. He would be in a situation temporarily. They would put him in a grave temporarily, but he wouldn't stay there. This is not the way the chapter ends. This is not the way the story ends. What was the end for them was not the end for Jesus. You have to understand that your end is where God starts. What looks like the end to you and I may only be a continuation for God. You ever go to the movies and them superhero movies and, and everybody waits? I, I figured with all them superhero movies, wait to the, the ending credits. Because there's always a little to be continued kind of thing at, at the end of the movie. You know, and I used to, you know, first time I, I went to one of the movies, I, I just got up and left because I don't stay for the credits. You know, I'm not interested in that. While well, these people were waiting here, you know. Sitting there waiting, you know, watching the screen. Watch this, watch this, watch watch what? It's credits. In a lot of those superhero movies, you, you get a glimpse of what's to be continued later on. And you know that there's a, there's a continuation. And in life, we, we've, got, we've got to hang on and wait 
instead of crying and getting all upset and wait for the continuation because the story doesn't end there. And you've got to give God a chance to write an ending to your story. The Bible says that for all things work for what? They work together for good for those who what? Okay, are you awake this morning? All things work for what? For good to those that love God. So that means that don't don't quit believing when God isn't finished working. Because as long as everything is not good, that means that God isn't done yet. If everything is bad, that's just an indication that God is still not finished working. He's writing your story. He is writing another chapter. It's not finished. It's not done. The story is to be continued. If it's all bad, it's still all good. Because according to Romans, we're, we're in a win-win situation. You understand that? You are always in a win-win situation. Even when things are not working out, you are always in a win-win situation. Because if it says all things, that includes the bad things as well. That includes the things, the tragedies, and all the things, all the messes of life. Because all things work together for good. So you're always in a win-win situation with God. When it's bad, it's good. When it's good, it's good. And I think Hammer said, it's all good, right? Right? For those that are a little older, you know what I'm talking about. Some of the younger ones, who's Hammer, you know? You don't want to know what Hammer time is, you know? That, that, dude, looked, that dude looked funny up there dancing along the clothes. But anyway, you know, the, the other thing is that Mary and Martha miss, miss the revelation, Right? You know, I just got a vision of Daniel Guad dancing around the MC Hammer pants, you know. <laughs> the guy's always breakdancing around here and trying to make us laugh, you know. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. So Mary and Martha miss, they miss the revelation. And, and God says, this sickness will not end in death. And then he says that Jesus said that the situation was for God's what? glory. So that means that any crisis in your life, what it is, it's a moment for glory. Any, your problems are not problems. Your, your problems, your, your problems are not problems to God. Your problems are moments for glory. Your, your, your problems are opportunities for God to show his glory in your life. And I think we, we've got to change our perception of what a problem is because God doesn't have any problems. God never has a problem. God never has to sit there and try to figure out how to fix your issues. He, he never has to ask any advice. He doesn't have to go somewhere. He doesn't have to call a friend. He doesn't have to look something up on Google because God never has a problem. God never has an issue. All he has is opportunities to reveal his glory, to reveal his power to you and I. God's glory is revealed in trouble. In fact, God's glory shines the brightest in the darkest moments of our lives. 
What is God's glory? God's glory is His nature. God's glory is when He puts Himself on display. It's when you see the weight of who He is. And sometimes the only way we see the glory of God shine in our life is when there's an issue to go through. You know, how many sports fans we got here? We got, we got some sports fans in, in here. We love sports. I love sports. And what, what's a, is there like a football game going on today? I'm so, I, I watch basketball. I didn't know. Sorry about that. I just watched basketball. That's it, you know. So I didn't even know what was going on. All right, so pray for you. We'll, we'll try to wrap this up here then, Chach, okay? It'll take longer. Take longer, huh? Nobody likes the Cowboys here, huh? huh? I don't even watch that, so I don't care, you know. So let's, I got 10 more points. Okay, all right, so let's go. But you know, in, in sports, in sports... The games where there's the greatest glory is where there's the greatest battles. We, we, I love sports. I, I love, you know, when my team smashes the other team. But what about those games where the games are tight? And you're on the edge of your seat, you know, and you're talking to the TV like you're the coach and they can't hear you, you know, and, and you know better than the coach and, and, and you know, all that stuff. But, you know, we love those games, and, and it's in those moments where superstars shine. Because it's, what makes the difference between a, a mediocre player and a superstar is when the game is on the line, a game is tight, when the, the odds are against the other team, it's the superstars that want the ball in their hands. Because it's their opportunity to show their nature. And we love games where your team smashes the other team. But what about when the team is tight? And when, when the odds were against your team, when, when nobody expected to win, those are the games that everybody talks about. Those are the games that everybody remembers. You remember 1997, Michael Jordan played the, the Utah Jazz in the finals. And Michael Jordan is as sick as a dog. He is so sick in the morning. I mean, he is sweating, you know, uh, like a dog because he's got the flu. His body is weak. They're, they're putting IVs in him during the game. And that dude comes out, scores 38 points, and, and the, the Bulls win the game. Some people say that is the, the greatest game that Michael Jordan ever played in his life. That's the game where he got his greatest glory, but that wasn't his best game. Because from watching Michael Jordan, you know that he had other tremendous games in life. Why is that remembered as his greatest game? Because that was where he had his toughest battle. That was, his, that was what he did to get that win for his team. That's what, it's what he did to win that championship that we look at that game and we could say that's the greatest moment of his life. That's the place where he gets the most glory. Why? Because he arose to the occasion. Some of us want the glory. Or we want to see God's glory in our life. We want a story to tell. We just don't want the road. We don't want to travel the road to get there. We want the glory. We, want, we, want, we, we hear other miracles. We hear about every, other people uh, seeing breakthrough in their life. Like, man, I wish I had a story like that. But you don't want the trouble that they went through. You don't want to go through the, the battles. You don't want to go through the disappointment and the discouragement and all the things that it took for that glorious moment. God wants to reveal his glory in, in your life. And it's not for 
his sake is for yours. God wants to bring you to a place where he can shine, where he can show off, where he can display his power in your life. And you have to understand, just like Mary and Martha, they didn't understand, even though Jesus told them, this is about glory. And they, they, they could not see the glory moment in their trial. You have to understand that every crisis in your life is an opportunity for glory. And every crisis learn to expect A moment for glory. Now, Mary and Martha have different expectations. Just like we have a lot of different expectations of God. Mary and Martha were expecting a healing. But Jesus was was expecting a resurrection. And any time you feel angry at God because he hasn't met your expectations, he hasn't done what you wanted him to do, he hasn't done the things that you prayed for, you have to understand that God has a different expectation and a different perspective than you and I. Oswald Chambers said this, sometimes it looks like God is missing the mark because we're too short-sighted to see what he's aiming for. Martha was disappointed with Jesus. Just like so many of us get disappointed because he didn't meet our expectations. Look at at John chapter uh, 11, verse 17 with me. Are you still with me? Cowboy fans, you still here? Are you you worried about your game? Okay, because I might go more. All right, let's go. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus, this is the part I already told you, okay? Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. Verse 20, when Jesus heard, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. You know why she went out to meet him, right? She's not having this, right? She's, she's upset. Look, look at here. But Mary, Mary stayed home, the, the sister She's different. But Mary stayed home. And verse 21, Lord, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. That's some harsh words right there. Now, when you read the Bible, you, you've got to read the Bible with a little bit of imagination. Okay? You, you, you know that this is not the whole conversation, right? You know that, that Mary had, I'm sure she had a mouthful to say to Jesus. Because you remember earlier on when Jesus comes over the house and, and Mary's cooking, Martha has A-type personality. And, and Mary is B-type. She just wants to love and just hang out and chill. Mary's the kind of, Martha's the, the kind of girl, she wants to get things done now, you know. She, she likes things a certain way. And, 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 and when Jesus went over their house one time, remember that Mary is just hanging out, chilling with Jesus, listening to him. And what is Martha doing? She's, she's cooking up something in the kitchen, and she's so upset because her sister isn't helping her. And she's got the nerve. You know this woman has attitude because she's got the nerve to, to tell her on her sister with Jesus and say, aren't you going to tell her to help me? I've been working in this kitchen. I've been doing that, and she's just sitting right here. You know that if this, the girl was tripping about a dinner party, 
You know she's just not happy about her brother dying and Jesus not showing up a few days later, right? You know this woman had attitude. And I can imagine when Jesus shows up on the scene that this woman has some attitude, that she is upset, that she is like, did you get the message, Jesus? Didn't you hear what, my, what happened to my brother? I thought you said that he wasn't going to die. I mean, I, I thought that we were close. Didn't you see my, my post on Facebook with that hashtag that said, where are your friends when you need them? You know? Right? Hashtag abuse. You know, you know those people. Write full paragraphs and hashtags. Why do you do that? Just write a new paragraph. Forget all that stuff, you know? But she's, she's you know, she's tripping, right? She's, she's, she's upset. How many of you would be upset too, right? You, you'd be upset. You know, moving your head around, you know, and getting all of, bent out of shape and everything. And, and this woman's tripping. And, and this is what she says. It, it says here that Jesus, you know, she, she looks like, like she's, she's okay. Because in verse 22, she says, she says, my brother, you know, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. Verse 22, but I know, sounds like she's okay now. But I know that even now. God will give you whatever you ask. She, she looks like she's climbing up on that, that faith train again, right? She's, she's coming out of this thing, right? Wrong. She's, she's going to deceive you here. Verse 23. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Verse 24. Man, Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at that last day. I know for sure. I know. I, I know. Faith is all right. I know. It's all good, Jesus. Someday it's going to change. Now, if you, you look at one thing, she, she hangs, first of all, she hangs her expectations on what could have happened. Because she says, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would have died, wouldn't have died. So her expectations are in the past and what should have happened in her life. And we've got a lot of people like that in life. You know, my life would be different had I done this, had I went to college, had I went here. If I didn't marry that person, my life would be so much better if, it was, if, if this didn't happen to me. Her expectations were in the past. Her expectations were in the future. Well, someday it's going to change. I know he's going to raise someday. And we got those someday kind of folks. Someday I'm going to lose weight. That's one thing that I say all the time. Someday. Someday. Someday I'm going to go back to school. Someday I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. Just watch. Someday. Someday it's going to be different. Her expectations hung on what could have happened. Her expectations hung on what would happen someday. But she had little expectation for the present. And we've got people just like that in church. Your expectations are what could have happened and what will happen one day for you. But what about right now? What are you expecting to happen right now? What are you expecting to happen today? What is the expectation that you have for this moment in your life? I mean, it's good to have a vision for someday, but what about today? What are you expecting for God to do today? What are you expecting for God to do in the situation that you're in at the moment? 
Now Mary is, is funny. And Jesus responds with this. He says, you know, but Jesus said to her, I, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Let's skip, skip through this. And, and he, Jesus asked her, do you believe this? And here she goes again. She's super Christian. Verse 27, yes, Lord. Now she's singing worship songs and getting all happy. She, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who has come into this world. So Martha believes that he's God. She just doesn't have the revelation to understand what that means. And we've got people like that in church. You, you sing songs about blessing. You sing songs about God. But a lot of you don't really know God. You sing about him. You sing about the things that he can do. But you really don't know it for yourself yet. And God wants to bring you to a place where you're just not singing songs about him. You actually experience the reality of what you're singing. So Martha, Martha's not getting it. Verse 38, Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. I'm going to wrap it up here, okay? It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Verse 39, take away the stone, he said. But, the Lord, but, but Lord, said Martha, here she goes again. This, here, but, but Lord, the sister that dead ran by, this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Jesus have attitude now. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Mary's, Martha's not getting it here, okay? Some of you are sitting here, you, you're still not getting it here, you know? Stay with me. You're going to go watch your game in a second, okay? But, but here, here's the thing. Jesus just told her that he was resurrection and life. But when, when Jesus says, move the stone away, she, is, she, she tells Jesus about the dead body that's in that tomb. And she's talking about the smell of the corpse of her brother. And she's talking about that because you know why? She's not expecting anything to change. She is not expecting anything alive to come out of that tomb. You know, in fact, her expectations were just as dead as her brother Lazarus. She is hanging out with resurrection and life, and she is still talking about dead things. Hello, are you hearing me? No expectation. She lowered her expectation according to her experience. Never allow the crisis in your life to kill your expectation. Just because something has died in your life doesn't mean that your expectations have to die. Just because something has come to an end shouldn't be the end of what you expect in life. So something didn't work out for you. So somebody walked away from you. So something ended. So something, you lost your job. So you, you lost your house. So something came to an end. That doesn't mean that that should be the end of what you expect God to do in your life. Crisis doesn't have to kill your expectations. And it's interesting that Jesus waits till there's no more expectation 
around him. And then he goes to work. See, the Jews believed that someone could be raised from the dead as long as it was within three days. After the fourth, fourth day, he's dead. He was dead before. Now he's really dead. You know, he's, there's no walking dead here. He's not coming. This is, this is over. He's done. And Jesus waits until the, the last moment when they thought that it couldn't be done anymore. Where they thought that all the things that they wanted were dead. When all expectations were over. Jesus says this. So they took away the stone. They looked up and said, Jesus says this. He says, Father, I thank you. You've heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I say for this, for the benefit of the people standing here. That they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strings, strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Jesus never lied to the family. What he did was he exceeded their expectations. Sometimes God will have to allow some of your disappointments in life to happen. He won't meet your expectations so that he can exceed them. God will allow some things to end in your life. He will not meet every expectation. He won't do everything that you want him to do. He won't it won't work out the way that you think it's going to work out because had he he allowed had he met their expectations and healed Lazarus he would have never exceeded their expectations and raised him from their dead from the dead and they would have missed out on their moment of glory oh it would have been great if he would have just healed them but it's so much greater that he didn't just heal him he raised him up again that he put his nature on display, that he showed his power. You know, anytime you're waiting on God, remember Romans 8, 24, it says this, waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in our waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Don't expect less from God. Expect glory. Don't expect less from God because your experiences have been bad. Expect more. Expect more. Raise your expectations. Raise your expectations. Raise your sight. Raise your level of faith. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, he's able to exceed what you ask. He's able to exceed what you imagine. But a lot of us in here today, we have lowered our expectations because of what hasn't happened for us. We've allowed life to set the expectation level instead of God. We've allowed our disappointments and we, what we thought he was going to do cause us to experience less 
because our expectations are less. I want you to stand with me. We're going to pray. And I'm going to let you go in a moment. But some of you are about to enter in to your moment of glory. What you thought was a crisis, what you thought was the end, was just an opportunity for God to put his glory on display in your life. What you thought was was trouble is going to take you into victory. What you thought was the end of something is going to be the beginning of something new. God wants you to raise your expectations this morning, to raise your faith level, to dream again, to believe again, not to believe for the worst no matter what's going on, not to believe that your best days are behind you because things are bad, but God wants to raise your expectations. And some of your expectations have been disappointed, but now he's going to exceed them once again. I want you to lift up your hands. Maybe you're here this morning. You, you, you are just disappointed with God. We're just going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord just to move right now. Some of you, you're, you're, you're disappointed right now. You're disappointed because there's something that was important to you that didn't work out. For some of you, You thought you would be further along in life right now than you are, but you're not. Some of you young men, young ladies, you expected to be married now, but you're not. You expected your financial situation to be in a different place, but it hasn't changed. you, You expected for one thing to work out and you got another, and this morning... You've got to stop carrying around that experience because that experience has affected your expectations of what God wants to do in your glory moment. If you've been disappointed by God, I just want you to just lift up your hand. Just say, I've been disappointed. I need to let go of that thing. Come on, just let's be honest. We've had disappointments in ministry. We've been disappointed in churches. We've been disappointed by people. I just want you to come down here. Those that raise your hand, just quite a few of you, just go ahead and come down. I want to pray with you real quick. Some of you just need really, this morning, what you really need to do is to dream again. You've got to start believing again. Some of you were praying for things, loved ones and family members for years, and they still haven't given their life to the Lord, and you've allowed that to set the expectation for what God can do in their life. You're starting to think, well, maybe they're never going to get saved. No, come down. We're going to pray for them this morning. Some of you have been in some situations for so long, and you're not expecting anything good to come out of it anymore, but I'm telling you, God is going to exceed your expectations. Some of you have come up for healing so many times in the past only to walk away and your body is still sick. There's still disease. There's still things that need to be changed. But I'm telling you, God still is going to keep his word and he's going to heal you. God is going to exceed your expectations. You're going to enter into your glory moment. Let's just pray. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.